You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. Play fake, going to roll right, dumps it off into the right flat to Michael Bumpus who bounces off a one tackler, gets inside the 40 down to the 35-yard line. Powered by Seahawks.com. Matt Pumpfakes looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Now, here's your host, Nasa Chuby. The Seahawks beat the Lions 37-31 at Ford Field in Detroit, getting back in the victory column. Great to see it. Seahawks back at it, 1-1, one one, a much better feeling than we had this time last week after the Rams lost. But definitely don't want to waste any time. We'll get right into it with what had happened. See what had happened at first was. <laughs> what happened was. What had happened was. On Hawk Talk. Bump, man. Not quite the shootout it was last year, but definitely a lot more entertaining for Seahawks fans than the week before. Still a very entertaining game um, with Detroit. Definitely a lot of emotions as me and the rest of the pre-post crew watched that game on, on Sunday. Bump, before we get into the highlights and everything that happened, what's your what's your main kind of takeaway from everything, all the emotions we went through on Sunday? Man, my main takeaway is uh, put some respect on Geno's name. Let's do that, please, because I understand he didn't come out and perform the way that we wanted him to that first week. But in the second week, he won the game. He had a game-winning drive. That's one thing that people always want to see from Geno. Can he win the game late? And he did exactly that. And also, big ups to Jake Curran and Stone Forsythe for stepping in and really just blending right in. We didn't see too much of them. That's always a good thing when we talk about these offensive linemen. But a good win. Hostile environment. Got her done. Much needed. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it was people were hyped up, man. Barry Sanders statue. There's this real pride and hype for the Lions right now. And it's real because they're a good football team. They're a good football team. And uh, like we said, it wasn't a shootout was the year before, but it was still a very entertaining game. And (laughs) the tale of two weeks, right, Bump? You're shut out the entire second half against the Rams. Uh, The Seahawks offense decided to flip the script. Definitely not the same way. They marched right down the field on offense, 12 plays. 75 yards, ending with a Ken Walker touchdown, taking the lead, making you feel good about that offense. However, the Lions did respond immediately with a drive of their own, going seven plays, 75 yards of their own, ending with a 22-yard touchdown to Josh Reynolds. They would not face a third down that entire drive, which made the score 7-7. to So good start offensively, obviously marching right down the field. Defense kind of had to take a little bit to get things going to figure things out. Yeah, and you knew the Lions were going to respond. It's a good offensive team. So uh, we knew early that it was going to be a tight one. And after a Seahawks punt, the Seahawks defense would step up and get a big stop on fourth down thanks to Devin Witherspoon, a nice textbook pass breakup. It was beautiful with the left hand across the body, right one around the hip, secure the tackle just in case. Then on the next drive, the Seahawks will stall out in the red zone and Jason Myers missed a field goal, something that we do not want to get used to seeing. We've seen uh, seen it several times already. Hey, get the yips out the way. I know what it's like standing on the tee box. You know, <laughs> and that, that driver's not working. We need to fix that driver. The Lions will get the football um, and take advantage of good field position, and then they take the lead, fourteen to seven, with a little flea flicker to Jared Goff. Caught the youngsters slipping a little bit. Devin right. Witherspoon has eyes in the backfield. I guarantee you, he will not get beat on that play again. No, not at all. I mean, I think that's one of those where you go, man. Um, as I've said it on the show before, that's your oblique read right there. You take two steps, your eyes are in the backfield. Also right. got the uh, Quandre Diggs as well, but you give it up to him. When you're a defensive coordinator and you 
You guys come off the field after giving up a trick play. You say, hey, man, if they need to go into their bag, get the trick plays, we should feel good about where we are right now. So after that play, um, Jason Myers would miss another field goal, and the Seahawks went into the half trailing 14-7. to This time, though, the second half was not going to be like the Rams game. Definitely more kind to the Seahawks. First play from scrimmage, Uchenna Nwosu, who was a menace all day long, would force a fumble on David Montgomery. That was recovered by Jay Reed. Boom, two plays later, the Seahawks find the end zone with another Ken Walker touchdown that tied the score at 14. The Lions would, however, answer right back. They kind of did that all day long, going nine plays, 75 yards, and Dave Montgomery kind of made up for his fumble. He gets in the end zone, making it 21-14. to 14. The Seahawks would answer with a field goal and then get another huge fourth down stop on defense. And that was going to be a huge key coming into the game because the Lions definitely were the most aggressive team on fourth down in the entire NFL last season. But good to see the Seahawks coming up big on defense twice on those fourth downs. Yeah, that was nice to see the Seahawks um, handle those guys on fourth down. You knew they were going to be aggressive. They knew they were coming after them, but they got it done. The Seahawks would take advantage. They go nine plays, 45 yards, ending with a touchdown to Tyler Lockett in the back of the end zone. And he was P.I. too. That DB got there early, was grabbing on his left forearm. But you know what Tyler Lockett does. He makes a play. A couple plays later after that, Trey Brown would pick up Jared Goff. Man, it ended his streak of 384 attempts without an interception. Trey Brown says, give me that. And he takes it to the house, 40 yards, making it 31-21 to 21 with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. We're Man. all excited. We're like, cool. Mm-hmm. They got it. And then what happens next? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're banging on the walls. We're, we're, we're hitting the desk. Everyone's juiced up. Trey Brown, really good to see from Trey Brown. We're getting into playmakers later. But good to see him. Obviously, he didn't start the game. Reek Woolen got hurt, but he gets in there and makes a huge play. But just when you thought the Seahawks were controlled, just when you started to get comfortable, maybe on the couch, go get you another beverage, go get you some more wings, that's when the Lions would answer right back. 10-play, 75-yard drive ending with a Josh Reynolds touchdown. On that drive, the Lions converted two huge third downs. Also were helped by the roughing the passer penalty to start the drive. And, man, people need to relax on Daryl Taylor, man. Okay? Please. I'm looking around, looking on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it now. We've heard way too much stuff. If you're in his position, you're getting after the quarterback. You beat your guy clean one-on-one, and he's faking like he still has the ball. That is what the quarterbacks are taught to do, and he's taught to tackle who has the football. Did it, did, uh, you know, obviously, was it well after he handed the ball off? Of course. But my perspective, then don't fake it. If you don't want people to think you have the ball, don't pretend like you have the ball, right? Exactly. We see it in jet sweeps all the time where receivers and running backs act like they have the football. They get hit. Play action to your running back. He acts like he has the ball. He gets hit. You know what you say? Congratulations, Jared Goff. You did a good job of selling you had the football. For that, you get hit in the back. <laughs> and don't get up like you're all upset. I would have tackled you, too. His posture said, hey, I'm yeah. about to throw football. Yeah, man. It, it is what it is, man. I, I, just, I just want ease off DT for a little bit. He's just making a good, you know, a good hustle play. Unfortunately, turning a roughing passer play that aided that drive. So that made the score 31-28 Lions. And, but man, that next drive for the Hawks was rough. Seahawks yeah, faced, was- faced a third and eight with 217 left in the game. Geno Smith finds Colby Parkinson for a 16-yard gain. Okay, we're in business. We're moving. We've seen a couple more first downs. They're going to ice the game. However, Colby was called for an offensive pass interference, which, my goodness, bump. Nonsense. Nonsense. I mean, You're I don't know. five yards. You're within five yards. It gets, it gets nasty within five yards. It gets, it gets physical within five yards. And that's exactly what happened. It just looked too violent. That's all. That play had to have happened. I don't know. 
600 times on Sunday. And I, I, anyway, I blown away by that, but that just made things worse for the Seahawks. That made it third and 18. Then Geno Smith was sacked on a 17 yard loss, trying to take care of the ball. You were hoping he can get rid of it at that point. But when you listen to him in his post game press conference, stuff like that, he's trying not to make the big bad play, if you will. Right. You, you know, there was, when you look at the end zone, there's not a lot of room for him to go anywhere. So he's just hoping he doesn't make the big mistake. Unfortunately, it's a huge loss for the Seahawks. The Seahawks would punt it away to the Lions, and the Lions would uh, kick a field goal to tie the game up and force overtime. Yeah. After I looked at the end zone version of that play, I said, okay, Gene, I understand. We knew the Lions were had a chance to win it, but they kick a field goal, bull and send it to overtime. Drew Locke gets the game ball from me. You always go with tails. Yeah. <laughs> To get into overtime, tails never fails. The offense will get the ball, and it was a wrap from, wrap from there. They marched down the field on the first possession of overtime. You got a big play from Noah Fan. You got DK gets involved, Kobe Parkinson, and then Tyler Lockett. Nice little out route, and it was beautiful too, man. It was an out route, and he had a seam inside, and the corner couldn't really decide who he was going to jump on, right? You go to Tyler Lockett. He gets a field, uh, dive over the pylon, walk off win. That's what I'm talking about. Man, it feels good. It's just funny, especially, you know, selfishly for what we do, especially you. A win makes the three hours after the game a lot faster than a loss for sure. But honestly, really good to see the Seahawks and just everything that they were able to get accomplished on on Sunday. Huge win against a really good football team in the Detroit Lions. Speaking of that, let's flip it over and see who made plays. Playmakers. Touchdown, Seahawks. Playmakers. Playmakers, we're going to start where we do normally at the quarterback position, Geno Smith bump. You heard what we said, Geno. All the faith back in Geno, 32 of 41, 78% passer, 328 yards, two touchdowns. He also had three carries for 20 yards. One of those was a big scramble after the Seahawks had that whatever you want to call intentional grounding penalty that happened against them. Great scramble by Geno Smith to kind of get him out of trouble and extend a touchdown drive going that way. Geno Smith passed Warren Moon for seventh place on Seattle's all-time passing yards list with 5,457. And, man, it felt good to see Geno be who he was. I think everyone kind of knew that it was kind of a a fluky performance against the Rams. Obviously, when you don't have a lot of opportunities in the second half, you're in 14 plates. It's kind of hard to do anything. But really good to see Geno, the Geno Smith that we know, the Geno Smith that we saw over the course of an entire season last year kind of do his thing and. He was almost perfect, Bump. I mean, other than the sack, he did, I don't think he did anything wrong. On his grade book, if you're scoring, he probably graded out at like 98%. Easily, man. He was in control of the whole situation, made good decisions. The one decision that was suspect to me ended up being the right one, and that was that long sack at the end of the game. I believe they lost 17 yards. But, no, complete confidence in Geno. I never lost him. A lot of people did off of that first week, so it was nice to see him bounce back. Another playmaker. I'm going to read the first stat, and you're going to be like, how was he a playmaker, right? 17 carries for 43 yards. We're talking about Ken Walker. But he scored two touchdowns and had some of the most exciting two- to three-yard gains I've seen in a very long time. On a weekend where they unveil a Barry Sanders statue, he was doing some Barry Sanders type of moves back there. So Ken Walker was good. And then Tyler Lockett, eight receptions for 59 yards, two touchdowns, and the game winner in overtime. I was talking to Stacy, uh, my co-host, today about Lockett, and if he was 6'3", he'd be a bona fide superstar. But he's a smaller guy, 
a humble personality, not flashy, so he don't get the love that he deserves. So when we see this nationally, people might be saying, man, Tyler Lockett, he's pretty good over there in Seattle. We know. This is what he does. He's been doing it for years over here. It's almost like a broken record because you can say how many times we say the most underrated receiver in the league, most underrated receiver in the league. But he just does it, and he does it on a national level. So, you know, when you have the Fox number one crew out there, you know, hopefully more people just are put on notice about Tyler Lockett because he does not drop passes. He is clutch. When you're when you're targeting that man in the red zone, I mean, for all those years, Russell had like a perfect passer rating targeting Russell or t- targeting Tyler in the red zone. He's just sure-handed. Love to see him balling out. This team is so much better when he's involved in the offense. So good to see that. You mentioned DK. He had some big uh, big catches on that final drive and just kind of sprinkled throughout the game. So good to see him there. Six receptions for seventy five. But the man of the hour bump, go to the secondary. They took a lot of heat in the first game, even though it was a collective defensive effort against the Rams. But, man, Trey Brown, love to see what he did. You know, Tariq Woolen, excuse me, Reek Woolen, hurt his shoulder, so he comes out of the game, and Trey Brown goes right back in there. He started the first game. Now he doesn't didn't miss a beat, comes in there, four tackles, four solo, two passes defended, one sack, one QB hit, and, of course, the big 40-yard pick six touchdown, which completely changed the – the trajectory of that game that may put the Seahawks up 10 gave him some breathing room. Obviously the lines come back, but it was really good to see Trey Brown do what he did there. Obviously you mentioned it earlier streak of 384 passes with it without an interception. Trey Brown ends that and whether the pass is behind him or not, you still got to make the play and those are hard, whether it was tipped or not, it's behind you. So you're not expecting the ball to be there either. So he's sure handed boom, puts that foot in the ground, gets North South gets in the end zone. So I was super happy to see Trey ball out and, if anything, it just means there's just competition in that secondary. The more people continue to make plays and go out there, everyone is hunting, clawing, fighting for playing time, and I love to see it. Yeah, and he made plays when Tariq Woolen was out, so he gets inserted into the game. You got Jamal, who's going to get healthy here pretty soon. You just look at that secondary. There's talent everywhere. Now, we've been waiting on this debut for a long time. Devin Witherspoon, he had five tackles, two solo, one pass defended, and uh, made a couple mistakes, but you, you see – the potential in this guy, the fourth down pass breakup, uh, the the tackle that he made early in the game, kind of setting the edge and being where he's supposed to be. When I watch him play, he looked comfortable out there. I see the the instincts and the savviness that Pete Carroll was excited about. A lot of times, guys look confused and things are happening fast. Again, granted, he made mistakes. Guys get beat all the time. But even with his mistake, he all, if he had 10 more yards, he would have caught right. uh, the receiver there. Uh, I would uh, for, Khalif for the, Ra- something, yeah. Raymond, yeah. Khalif yeah. Raymond, I think it was. So, um, no, a lot of promise to that young man. And Pete talked to uh, the media and said that Devin Witherspoon's response to how was it was that he said it's easy. So the dude's confident. Mm. I can't wait to see how, how he grows. Now, you can just, when you look at him, there doesn't see, you don't see any panic, right? There's sometimes you look at a DB and when, the receivers are making their move or they're breaking you down or they're stemming you inside or whatever they're doing. Sometimes when the ball's in the air or when that's happening, there's kind of like a, almost a panic motion with the DB. He just seems right. so smooth. You know what I'm saying? And that for that, people got to remember too, that was his first game. He didn't get to get his feet wet in the preseason. He didn't get, he wasn't practicing leading for a lot of August. So for him to get out there and look like that in his first game, you can see why he was selected at the number five pick overall. And then we'll keep it with the OG, number 54, Bobby Wagner. He had 10 tackles, 7 solo. And then Jordan Brooks, who continues to amaze people 
after what he's done, gone through in the last seven months, come back from injury as quick as he did and be ready and have double-digit tackles two weeks in a row. He had 11 and six solo. So love to see the long list of playmakers because that just shows you that so many guys are contributing and were involved in this Seahawks win. So definitely love to see that. Now, Bump, receiver roundup. It's a little, <clears throat> a little bit more active this week, would you think? Yeah. Uh, last week, it didn't seem like a receiver roundup. It seemed like a uh, peewee football roundup. <laughs> and we got some action. You got DK. He has six for 75 along of 18. Lockett, we just talked about him. He had eight for 59, two tutties. Noah Fant had a big 31-yard reception and two catches on the final drive in overtime that were pretty awesome. Four for 56. Kobe Parkinson should have had another 16, 17 yards, but we talked about that penalty that he got called on. He had two for 41. Uncle Will Disley had three for 35. Jackson Smith and Jigba, five for 34. Chabonet, two for 14. And Kenneth Walker, one for 11. Jake Bobo had one for three, but he probably had one of the best blocks I've seen out of receiver this year when he was put in motion, and he was just looking for work. I mean, Mm -hmm. He hit like three or four guys in in the process during that run play. So nice to see Jake Bobo too. Man, you said it, but I love, first of all, that many people involved. And I love what we like to look at a lot is receptions and targets. Six for six to DK, eight for 10 to Tyler, four for four to Noah, two for three to Colby, three for three to Disley, five for six to Jackson, two for two to Charbonnet, one for two to Walker and one for, you know what I mean? So it's just like, the percentage is up, so that means, you know, Gino is back on in his bag, you know, throwing for a high percentage because that's what he does. So definitely love to see that. And, man, it just feels good when this offense is rolling and this team is rolling. Seahawks football is very fun every single Sunday. That'll take us in to the coach's corner, and we're going to dissect a little bit we talked about earlier. This is Geno Smith finding Tyler Lockett for the game-winning touchdown. Geno from the shotgun with Walker beside him. Three wide receivers in the game. Geno. Is looking, looking. Now he throws far side. It's Lockett. Does he reach the ball across? He does. Yeah. It's over, yes. baby. Touchdown, Seahawks. Tyler Lockett on a little pass out into the right side flat. Reaches the ball across the pylon. He scores. They're going to check to be sure. But all you got to do is get the ball across the top of the pylon. And he touches it. And that is good for a first down. Knee out of bounds. Tyler Lockett, my hero. Game over. Seahawks win 37-31. to (laughs) Hey, man, that was awesome. I got distracted. You see Jen Miller on the sideline going nuts. (laughs) Well, as Tyler makes that um, that touchdown. But they're manned up. They're manned up across the board. You got DK to the bottom of the formation by himself. You see that safety over the top. They're like, look, we're not going to let DK beat us. All right, we're going to man you up and bracket you with the safety. Uh, To the right of Geno Smith. You got Uncle Will Disley inside. All right. You got Tyler Lockett as that number two, and you have Jackson Smith and Jigba outside. What happens here is the number three and number two receivers, that's Will Disley and Tyler Lockett, okay? They go inside. They're pretty much setting a pick for Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's uh, who's running a slant underneath. Once Tyler Lockett kind of makes that pick, he stutters a little bit and uh, goes back to the outside. And then after that, it's just, let me turn, get a feel and make a ball or play diving for the pylon. It was all manned up. They liked the uh, the matchup up top. And then if you know anything about Bow Wow, uh, Tyler Lockett did the let me hold you celebration. Let <laughs> me hold you. Love it. <laughs> no, what I love about this play too, Bump, is it's a, I love that it's the, it's the second, third option that wins the game, right? 
Because obviously this ball is supposed to go to JSN on that little slant, the way everything works out. And then Geno Smith just, you know, get a little pressure from Aiden Hutchinson off the edge. He gets off his spot, rolls out, finds Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett decides to find work. Perfect pass. Great extension. Great extension from Jen Mueller on the sideline. If you're looking, <laughs> watching the replay at home, microphone in one hand, excitement in one hand. I think she got, what do you think? She got a foot off the ground there? Yeah, I gave her, you know what, her vertical, I give Jen a 22 vertical, 2020 vertical. Not bad. Oh, yeah, you best believe we're talking about that this week. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I just love it. And you can just tell, I love how this, the whole team, the reaction of everyone running down, personnel guys, team guys, just a really fun way to end it. And also just take the air out of that stadium because everything uh-huh. you heard on the broadcast, anyone you talked to who was there, it was rocking the entire game. And just have all the air, you know, to have 65,000 people go quiet other than Seahawks fans in one second is great to see. And Tyler Lockett is just doing his thing, man. So these, this team is rolling. And it's crazy how what a week can do for you, man. I mean, we weren't down on this team. We knew it was a bad game against the Rams. But, man, one week later, it's a completely different feeling in the city, in this building, all across the world. People are like, oh, now people are like, we're back in it. See, I never – I always believed in Pete. I always like Shane Waldron. Yeah, Didn't yeah, one yeah. Time. Not once. Not once. <laughs> hey, keep it the same bump, but for the first time in 2023, we get to get into our favorite formation. Here comes the Seahawks offense onto the field and the Vikings defense trudging out there, knowing that one kneel down and the Seahawks are going to wind the clock down and win this one. It's the victory formation on Hawk Talk. Victory formation, the Seahawks. Another game that came down to the wire in Detroit, and this was a great to see. The Seahawks offense came back to life after a tough performance against the Rams. They had nearly 400 yards of total offense, scored 37 points, and won the time of possession 33-31 to 30-48. So great to see, and great to see Geno Smith bounce back, have a great performance, going 320 yards, two tuds, 78% passer. So offensively, good to see all around. Shane Waldron did his thing, so really cool to see. Stone Forsyth and Jake Carhartt had to fill in for our young tackles, and they stepped up in a big way, man. Didn't really notice him, and that's always good when it comes to offensive line. Yeah, Trey Brown, who had himself a day, a sack, and a pick six. They call him Big Play Trey over there in the Big 12 because all he did was ball out. And then Devin Witherspoon looked good in his debut. Uchenna was all over the field, too. And he was in Jared Goff's face when he was crying about being hit uh, by DT. Also, quick side note, man. It's Nuosu. Uchenna Nuosu. Come on, people. Come on, Fox. I'm disappointed. Uchenna Nuosu. Come on, people. Read the pronunciation guy. My man is making too many plays for y'all to be messing his name up like that. Disrespectful. And too much money, too. You better get that right. <laughs> but respect on oh my guy Chenna's name. Anyway, he was killing it all over the field. And I love the D-line because, you know, they took a lot of heat for that first week. You know, a lot of different people forget there's a lot of different pieces, a lot of different calls, a lot of different things happening up front. So it's going to take them a little bit of time to gel, and they started to do that. We got to see Draymond Jones get a sack. Trey Brown obviously came in there, got a sack, but got helped out with some pressure from the other guys. So it's a it's a work in progress, but they're getting there. There's definitely pressure on Goff, and it wasn't comfortable, so I love that. And then I love the fourth down stops, man, because as a defensive guy, those are essentially turnovers to me. They won't go down in the statues turnovers, but they essentially are. Those are two possessions where they, the punt team didn't come on the field and your offense got the ball. So that's a turnover to me. So love to see uh, what they were Don't doing. Don't they call it turnover on downs? Isn't that how it's written out? Exactly. Turnover on downs, but then you look at the statue, it's not a turnover. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I, I need to fix that. Get on that. Uh, hey, I took everybody. 
but they got it done. It was wild over there in Detroit, ski masks everywhere, but it don't matter. One and one, let's go on to Carolina. Let's get it done. Absolutely. Ski masks. Our guy Jarek Reed getting after in the locker room. Man, the locker room seemed fun. There's nothing like a post-game locker room in a sport of football, especially if it's on the road. It's a different kind of a bonding experience that if you've never been a part of it, you just really wouldn't know about, man. So love to see that. Love to see the Seahawks win as they beat the Detroit Lions 37-31 to in overtime on the road. The Seahawks are back at home this week at Lumen Field as we celebrate the Super Bowl 48 team with a big win or a big week against the Carolina Panthers. Remember, you can catch us everywhere on Seahawks.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and more SiriusXM as well. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, remember to rate us five stars. We appreciate the love. Until next time, we'll talk to you hopefully on Wednesday as the Seahawks getting ready to take on the Panthers. We'll get you covered and previewed. He's Michael Bumbus. I'm Nasa Chobi. This has been Hawk Talk.